Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. My name is Dave DeBow, and today it is my pleasure to be talking with Steve Arneson from beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. Steve is a major real estate player in that market, and I'm excited about our conversation today, Steve, because last time we touched base off offline, we were talking a little bit about how you're making properties cash flow or finding cash flowing properties in a market that most other real estate investors just think is completely overpriced. So I think a lot of people are gonna be able to relate to that and resonate with that, especially folks in bigger centers, people in Vancouver and Toronto, their ears should perk right up about that. So welcome to the call. Hey man, I'm so stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. So Steve, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you how did you get that spark and get motivated and interested in real estate investing in the first place? Sure. Born and raised in Victoria, BC. Family's all in real estate from different areas. And there was actually one of my best buddies who dragged me to like a guru course. And first I was like, no, dude, this is a scam for sure. And on the day, on the second day, the light bulb went off and I was like, hey, this system of joint venture partnering might actually work. Let's go, you know, give it a shot. And so Randy, my business partner in the reinvestors, made an offer on our first deal, found our first joint venture, and it's just been to the sky and back since. Nice, 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 nice. So what kind of deals do you guys focus on primarily? Because I think, I think you, you do a variety of things, but what's kind of your bread and butter? Our bread and butter is anything that makes money. <laughs> <laughs> More specifically, I'll put it into the category of income properties. So we've got some small, we've got single families, you know, with Swedes, we've got some small multis, and then we've also kind of graduated into development as well. Very, very interesting. Okay. So basically most of it's long-term buy and hold. You're not doing flip type stuff. Well, you're doing developments, but that's not a flip, but you're, you're into buying it and holding on to it for the long term. Absolutely. Real estate is what generates wealth. And we are thinking long-term for our families and our legacy to come. And, you know, we can kind of make a quick bucket here or a quick buck or two here and there for, for flips or whatnot, but we're not thinking of like paychecks today. We're thinking about paychecks for the rest of our lives, our kids' lives, et cetera. Yeah. That's a lot more motivating in my mind. That's for sure. So <laughs> yeah. Steve, you know, you're a young guy. It's, it's, you, you've been doing this for a while. Your family has been involved in it for a while, but, and it sounds like you got off on the right foot right from the get go. But if you were talking to your slightly younger self, when you first got started, is there anything you would do differently? Uh, yeah, my first deal was a condo, live-in flip, best part of town. And the one kind of, not mistake I made, because I knew it was a home run anyways, but the one thing I would have changed to look for is in the strata details on that particular condo, I couldn't use it as a rental. Mm. And so I just sold that condo for six years of owning it. And if I could kind of go backwards in time, I'd find something very, very similar, you know, fix and flip, live in for a while, but I could, something I could hold on to long-term. So you had to actually live in that one to make that work because you, you weren't able it was to. My, it was my primary residence. And so best part of town is in Oak Bay, 2012 when I bought it. So bottom of the market almost. And all it, it just needed, you know, some love and some, uh, some elbow grease. And I put that in over the five or six years I was there and ended up doubling what I paid for it. So nice. Yeah, that's the beauty of investing here in BC sometimes. Sometimes, for sure, depending on where in BC, too. Yeah. So you and Randy have started teaching and training people about real estate investing. You've got a very active meetup group and real estate club in Victoria. So I just give yourself a little plug for that. What, what is it in your club? In? 
Yeah, we don't really have a name for it. It's just the Reinvestors Real Estate Investing Education thing. So it's every Tuesday, every sorry, every third Tuesday of each month. It's at Gorgeville Golf Club. We started off three years ago in the back of a white spot. And we just said, hey, you know what? We're going to be the people who, who act like the glue for people who want to learn about real estate investing. And so we just brought in professionals to talk about their industries regarding real estate investing. And then we slowly kind of like up that from five people to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 60 or 70 on a regular basis. Now we produced the Victoria real estate investment expo last year. And it's just been, it's been one of the greatest decisions we've ever made in yeah. terms of building the community. And it's very educationally based. It's not that kind of networking event where you come and like dish out cards. It's the kind of networking event that you come, you learn for a couple hours, you network with like-minded people who are all there to support one another and grow as a team compared to being that selfish networking person. Awesome. Well, we'll yeah. put the link in for that in the show notes. Awesome. I think that's a meetup group that you've got so people can get involved that way. Yeah. Meetup and then Eventbrite are contacting us directly. Perfect. Okay. So, now that you've been, you know, running the club for a while, you've been teaching and training people with your, your partner, Randy, right? Yep. Business partner. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see newbie real estate investors making over and over and over again? You must see kind of the same thing popping up on a regular basis. Yeah. One of the biggest mistakes that we always see is people just not accounting for all of the expenses. And so, you know, trying to find cash flow in any hot market is difficult, but when you're not accounting for all of the expenses, you know, that cash flow property can turn sideways real quick. So what, what would you say are like the biggest expenses people overlook? The most common and most important one is always just vacancy. That's one of the things you need to incorporate right off the top. You know, you figure out what your monthly gross is going to be. And then the very first thing you do is you take off your vacancy. Like even in a hot market, because I know that Victoria right now has a very, very low vacancy rate, but what do you guys put in there just for a safe number? Sure. Yeah. In a single family home with a, with a suite, for example, single family home with a suite, we always use conservative numbers and the number that we run with is 5% vacancy. Okay. And basically what that equals is like a one month vacant one piece of one of the units. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty safe. All yeah. right. Another one is one that I see people make not taking into account as well as everybody thinks they're going to self-manage their properties, which, you know, is probably a good idea at the beginning, but eventually you might want to have a property management company helping you out. And, and that's another expense that you have to take into account. Not so much in Victoria, but up here, snow removal, <laughs> yep. things like that, you know, that's all that kind of stuff that, that people don't think about that much. Okay. So it sounds definitely like, like you've got a lot of experience, a lot of different things that you're good at, Steve, but we'll, you know, Robert Kiyosaki talks about each one of us having an unfair advantage. So for me, it's, you know, ravishing good looks and modesty. <laughs> <laughs> I've detected the, uh, the good looks one, but not the modest one yet. <laughs> How about yourself, my friend? What would you suggest? What, what would you think is when it comes to real estate investing is your unfair advantage or your superpower? Oh, uh, my superpower... I guess is I'll throw in the category of risk management. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. So risk management in the, in the sense that you're really risk adverse. So you're looking at how to minimize risk on, on your properties. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. One of like the, the mantras that we had in our business from day one is that we'll pass on nine good deals to find one great deal because we know when that correction does come, that great deal is still a good deal. Whereas a good deal 
you might not be making any money in a downward turn. I see. So can you give me an example of something like that? Because I mean, that, that's, that sounds good. And we've all kind of heard that advice. Look at, look at 100 deals and then get serious about 10. And then maybe you might actually buy one. You guys actually do that. Mm -hmm. What does that look like, for example? It looks like a lot of gray hair that you can see is coming through now. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, it, it's a tough it's a tough battle because the way we structure all of our deals are with joint venture partners. So a good deal, if we're splitting things fifty fifty, and a good deal is you know let's say three hundred dollars cash flow a month in a hot market, that's usually pretty good. So when we're splitting fifty fifty, that's one hundred and fifty bucks each. You know, going to our company and going to the partner's company doesn't really like get me up out of bed. Yeah. And so we have to find something that's double or triple that to make it really appetizing to, to manage ourselves and for our investor to, to provide all the funds and go through that process themselves. All right. So that brings us kind of the, to the crux of the whole matter, which is you're, you're in a very hot market. Victoria is a very hot market right now. As we're talking, you're, you know, and everybody that I hear about says, you know, there's no way you can find those kind of good deals in a hot market. So Victoria or Vancouver or Toronto or what have you. Yep. What are some of your suggestions about how to how to find those kind of deals? And where do you usually you know, where do they usually turn up or what what are the kind of situations that you can find that kind of a cash flowing property in your area? Very first thing that my family told me when I started getting into real estate investing as a as a career was you can't find cash flow in Victoria. And I don't know if you're the same way as me, but I think you are. When somebody tells me I can't do something, I work day in and day out to make sure I prove them wrong. And I, I wrote down a couple of things as we were talking before this on, on how people can execute that. And the number one thing that everybody can do is just track all the offers that they're making and then follow up with those offers a month, three months, six months down the road. Some of the best deals that we have in our portfolio right now came from following up six months down the road after our first offer. And most of what we look for is like mildly distressed properties and in a lot of cases in today's market and hot markets, no matter how distressed your property is, people, the sellers are trying to get the top dollar, regardless of what the condition is. And so for us, we would go in on what made sense to us and then they wouldn't accept it because it was $100,000 less. And they'd have two other, three other offers go through and then fall through to financing or inspection or something like that. And then we'd come back at them three months later and say, hey, you don't have very much interest. Our property, our offer is actually a little bit lower are you interested now? <laughs> <laughs> and then we just take a, a position of strength where like all we have in there is like subject to, you know, other financing or, or inspection or just like we're very, very small or limited subjects. Yeah. All right. Very smart. So that, you know, the fortunes in the follow-up, like they said, do you have, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, buddy, but do you have one deal that kind of pops to mind? Yeah. Can you share that one? Just kind of walk us through it. Yeah, I got one golden deal. So this one, our original offer was made in, oh, this is dating me back here. Or not dating me back, but I think it was in June. It was a fiveplex in Vic West. And it was, you know, a up and coming neighborhood to put it very generously. <laughs> and it was the bad property on the block. And everybody knew it. Yeah. So we came in, we did a quick walkthrough. And we said, hey, this is going to take a few hundred thousand dollars in renovations. And we said, yeah, here's, a, here's our offer. I think it was like 950 or 980 or, or around, around that million mark. And they turned it away because they wanted a little bit more. They wanted like an extra 100 or 200 more than that. 
And then from there, they had two or three people collapse due to financing. And about three or four months later, we circled back to them. And it was actually off the market at that point, but we got our realtor to follow up with the, the listing agent. And they said, hey, you know, I've, uh, I've got some clients that are still interested. Can we take another look? And, you know, what's the position on where are you guys? So we had a second look. We made another offer. They didn't like it again. So we played tag back and forth for another three months. And then we went in for a second time, a third time with our inspector and found that there was some knob and tube wiring which they had to then disclose going further uh, to anybody who's interested. Future potential buyers, yeah. Exactly. And so that put us in a very strong position, A, because Randy's an electrician, so he knows the ins and the outs of, of that field, and B, because now he has to disclose it to everybody. So now we're in a point of like, yeah, you know what? We're okay doing all the renovations. Most of your buyers out there aren't going to be cool with it. So here's our offer, and you've got 24 hours to accept. And they did. And we got it for way less than what the original list was. I think we put like 250 into it. And then that was a unique one as well as we bought it cash and then put a mortgage on after we, we renovated the property. But that was a bit of a diamond in the rough. So what, what kind of instant equity do you think you created on that one? Oh, my imagination says that it's probably worth one four right now, just due to the income that it produces. Nice. And we're in for, for one, one. So, you know, some elbow grease and having the right contractors in there and then just maximizing what your renovation looks like it has, has served us well for that property. Awesome, Steve. Well, that's a great example in that that's right smack in Victoria. So yes. And it's cash flowing nicely. Cash flows very well. Very nice. Very nice. Awesome. Okay, buddy. Well, we, we've got only got a couple of minutes left here in the interview, but if, if people are interested in finding out more about you and, and your partner, Randy, where would be a good place to point them? Our favorite spot is Facebook. It's a great way to just engage with us. You can go to our website, which is just thereinvestors.ca, but we encourage everybody to, to reach out to us and share either a win that you've had recently or a struggle that you're going through. And we're happy to, to have a conversation with them and, uh, and your audience and just have a little chit chat on how we can brainstorm to, to fix that solution or to, to find that solution. So it's just Facebook slash the reinvestors and that's us. Perfect. We'll make sure we put that link in the show notes as well. So we can just click, click on that. And with one minute left, were there any other questions that you think I should have asked you that we didn't have time to go over? <laughs> that's, that's a fun question. Oh, geez. I guess my only thought on that would be like, what are some good secondary markets to the island. You know, Perfect. If you so what, what are they? Quickly. Yeah. Everybody's quickly, going. I would say Souk, Duncan, Port Alberni are, are a few to look at. Nice. Very yeah. good. So there's lots of opportunity on the island, that's for sure. You and can find cash flow and equity real quick. Excellent. Excellent, Steve. Well, thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you. I know this is a fast interview, but that gives us a good reason to circle around at a future date. Absolutely. And congratulations on all your wins, my friend. Well yeah, thanks, Steve. Likewise. All right, everybody. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. Be very, very much appreciated. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live 
online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.